Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you listen to the podcast. Hey, I am Sherry Dutterer. I am an occupational therapist and recovering dysgraphic. Welcome to The Writing Glitch, Hacking Dysgraphia, No Pencil Required. Did you know I struggled with um, reading, writing, and math, but also a little bit of speech when I was younger? I still struggle a little bit with all of them as well. And I really tried to understand the connections where I was struggling with the connections with my kids, not just my biological kids, but those students that I was getting referred to all the time. And really, I was blaming it all on my vision, but that wasn't everything. There was something else going on as well. And so I consider myself a recovering dysgraphic, not to say that I am fully over it, but I have overcome enough that I've been able to be successful at getting the word out about this disability. Today, I use the impact formula to help students overcome their self-esteem issues, their self-confidence issues, so that they can also become recovering dysgraphics. Today on the podcast, we are interviewing Marty Schultz. He is the co-founder of Objective Ed, which builds reinforcement digital curriculum for students with disabilities. He's coordinated several National Science Foundation, National Institutes of Health and Human Services grants for developing products, students who have dyslexia and visual impairments. Objective Ed products are used in hundreds of school districts, including some of the largest school districts in the country. He has degrees from Carnegie Mellon, Harvard, and Harvard Business School. Marty, how are you really? I'm doing well, and thank you for inviting me on your show. Thank you for being here. Today's podcast is sponsored by Dutter Educational Consulting. We offer a digital dysgraphia certification course that builds dysgraphia awareness and provides strategies for lesson plan development so that you can design your own lessons. If you would like to take this course, you can learn more about it at our dysgraphia webinar, which is held typically the second Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern time. If you go to sherrydotter.com, My name is spelled C-H-E-R-I-D-O-T-T-E-R-E-R. If you go to sherrydotterer.com forward slash calendar, you can find out when the next event is. You can sign up there and join me for the webinar. So without further ado, let's get started talking a little bit about what Objective Ed is. Marty, tell us a little bit more. Sure thing. So we started Objective Ed about five or so years ago, and we started initially building a gamified uh, digital curriculum for students with vision impairments. And we created a set of games that would teach concepts like orientation mobility, assistive technology, and um, braille literacy to students who were either very low vision or blind. We had a couple of ideas that we were testing out, and one of those ideas uh, ended up turning into a product that was funded by the Microsoft AI for Accessibility Group called uh, Braille AI Tutor. And in that system, 
A student who is blind would use what's called a braille display. Think of it as a one-line Kindle with dots that pop up. And the student would read a sentence out loud and the computer would listen to that, determine what the, computer, what the uh, child said, compare that to what the sentence was supposed to be that was sent to the braille display. And if the child got it right in their oral reading, they would move ahead in a treasure hunting game. Took us about a year or so to build that. It was pretty impressive. It helped a lot of kids get more enjoyment out of a process of learning Braille. We thought, isn't it cool to use speech recognition as a way to test a child's oral reading? So we applied to the National Science Foundation. We said, instead of using a Braille display, let's use a screen and help kids with dyslexia practice reading. So we came up with the idea of something called buddy books, where a computer and a child alternate reading one sentence at a time out of any of over a million books. The computer would read a sentence, and then the child would read the next sentence, and then the computer the sentence after that. Meanwhile, the computer is analyzing how well the child is reading and helping them where they struggle and showing the teacher or the parent where they need extra help. So that's kind of what we've been up to. And it's great for kids with, with really any struggling reader, a, a, a child with dyslexia, a child with ADHD, a child with autism, or really any child who's more than a year or two behind their peers in school, any sort of struggling reader. So what you're saying is that the computer is analyzing their articulation in the background and it's able to then say, hey, look, this one's having trouble saying the letter R or the CH sound or et cetera, et cetera. Is that what you're saying? Well, that's, that's actually what's going on on the inside, but we want to keep it a very positive experience. So while the child is co-reading with the computer, we're not correcting the child, but we're catching those mistakes. And I'll describe in a little while what we do with those mistakes, but I thought it might be cool to watch I can put up a video of actually a child buddy reading and using the product so you can kind of get a feeling of what it's like. Would you like me to do that? Well, that would be amazing. Yes, go ahead and do that. Okay, let me get this going. While, while you're working on getting that available, what um, kind of teachers are utilizing this product? Are they the, the reading specialists? They strictly the dyslexia teachers? Are they the general ed teachers? We haven't really moved into general ed yet, but it's primarily teachers who provide tutoring or specialized uh, services for ch children with dyslexia or other reading disabilities. But I think I got their video ready to go. Let me um, fire it up. Right. Make make sure that uh, it's uh, set up so that the uh, audio file can hear it well. It's so for those of you who are listening to the podcast, if you go over to my YouTube channel, Sherry Daughter. YouTube channel, you'll be able to see the video version here and see what Buddy Books looks like. I am not going to be looking at the uh, camera for a moment because I want to see what Buddy Books looks like. And so understand I'm looking away from the camera for a moment. Okay, go ahead. Lila brought Juliet and Dagger. Pope came with Arrow and Rufus. And soon Queen Selena and Lady Griffin joined them. Here we all are, Rolf said rather glumly. The dogs played on the grass, and Lorcan joined them. Seely stayed within reach, ready to leap at his harness if he showed signs of trying to follow Lilith now. I think we'll be all right, Seely said. We can do this. We don't have much of a choice, Lila pointed out. So, as you can see, 
The child reads one sentence, the computer reads another, and they go back and forth. And it's a very engaging experience. The teacher or the mom picks a book that's appropriate for the child, and she can pick from over a million different books, and I'll describe that in a minute. And then the child reads the book, and when they make a mistake, the computer notes it, and then will tell the parent or the teacher where they made the mistake, so the teacher can hear all that. And then the cool part is there's, a, there's something called a review mode within Buddy Books. As Buddy Books is analyzing how well the child is reading, it's noting where the mistakes are. It doesn't bring it up to the child because they want to keep it a positive experience, but we keep track of that. And then when the reading session starts the next day, the child is, is shown where they made mistakes and given a chance to improve. Now, we do a combination of things there that are designed around uh, research in reading science, in speech and language impairments, in dyslexia, where we do a combination of things to help the child improve. And through these combination of things we've been doing, children, if they use this day in, day out, will end up improving their fluency, which is measured in correct words per minute, by about 24%, significant, without any intervention. Now, if a child has severe dyslexia or other issues, they should work with a dyslexia expert. But in addition to working with a dyslexia tutor or specialist, the child needs to practice all reading every single day. The more they read, the more they'll get better. So in this review mode, the first thing we do is we find a passage that the child struggled with. Then we will model read the passage to the child. In other words, here's how the passage should sound. Then we will have the child listen to how they read it so they can kind of pick up on some of their mistakes. And then we give the child a chance to read it a second time. And that's where we're seeing. So I have another short video I can show you. And this is a little longer than the other one, but you see the full experience that the child goes through. Now, review mode takes about a minute every day and just looks for where the child makes mistakes. So let me get this going for you. Let's review a few passages from your last session. I'll read it first. Lilith mounted his horse, and so did the soldiers who were guarding the party. The tax collectors hurried to get inside the coach. Seely supposed this arrangement was better for everyone. The girls would help keep Lorcan under control, and the tax collectors wouldn't have to share the coach with four dogs. Now let's hear what you read. Lulath motioned his horse, and so did the soldiers who were guarding the party. Tax collectors hurried to get inside the coach. Silly supposed his argument was better for everyone. The girls would help keep Orton under control. The tax collectors wouldn't have to share the coach with four dogs. Click on the ear symbol to listen again. When you're ready, click on the record button and try reading the passage again. Lulath mounted his horse, and so did the soldiers who were guarding the party. The tax collectors hurried to get inside the coach. Silly supposed this arrangement was better for everyone. The girls would help keep Lorcan under control, and the tax collectors wouldn't have to share the coach with four dogs. Great job. Now let's get back to the book. So you can see there where the, the child skipped over some words, or we thought the word arrangement was argument or motion versus mounted. And it's because a lot of times kids with dyslexia or other reading disabilities will guess at words as opposed to taking it more slowly. And by doing this model reading and then self-monitoring, they end up improving by practicing day after day after day. Now, one of the cool things about buddy books is not only are we doing the co-reading, the buddy reading back and forth between the child and the computer, but anytime there's a really long paragraph, we break it into smaller chunks so it's easier to digest. 
So that means a child re will read one or two sentences and the computer one or two sentences and go back and forth like that, which means the child is more engaged in the story. And since it's every other sentence or every other passage, they're reading half as much as they would otherwise have to if they would just plop down on the book. That means it's a lower cognitive load, which is easy. So they're able to read books more at their interest level than their reading skill level that they might think are more kiddie books. So that's kind of buddy books in a, in a nutshell. Hmm. So how do you help transition to writing skills with buddy books? Is there a, a component of it that takes the lesson and gives them writing prompts? Or is there any part of it at all that helps with writing? Right now, we're not focusing on the writing portion. We're mainly focusing on first fluency and prosody. And then we're starting to move more into comprehension to make sure that now that they're reading more accurately and, and possibly slower, they end up building up their reading skills and fluency over time. But we're now going to look at comprehension. And then the next step after that is other parts of, of the neurobiological framework of that all relates to literacy. So you're still working on developing those parts of it. It's, it is in the works. It's not complete yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a long-term process of, of doing everything. So right now we're still working under a lot of National Science Foundation grants to build out more and more technology and, and ways that we can help kids improve their literacy. I have like three students that are mulling through my head uh, when I was doing direct services that this particular kind of a program would definitely enhance their uh, skills. I have to see if I can find their contact information and send them your way because I believe that a couple of them would really improve their reading fluency with that service. I know something like that would have helped me because I absolutely abhorred reading out loud because I stuttered so much. I think it's interesting because a lot of kids who start using this, they're reading every day with the computer. The computer is non-judgmental. They'll read, the computer reads, goes back and forth. A lot of times that helps them get over being, being embarrassed or reluctant to read in front of their peers in classrooms. I want to share one more, uh, another video here. This is a mom who has been using buddy books for the past year. She has four kids. She happens to homeschool her kids. One of them had real symptoms of dyslexia. And it's cool to just to see, see what she says in her experience with it. In her fourth grade book, she was at 105 correct words per minute. Lord of the Rings is about a ninth grade. Now she's at 127 correct words per minute with that big of a jump. So that, so Hannah, who she's describing, was a seventh grade student. Before she was reading buddy books, she was reading at a fourth grade level. She improved up so much that she came back to her mom and said, I now want to start reading Lord of the Rings, which is a ninth grade book. And she was able to do it by doing that shared reading back and forth. Wow. So, uh, so you mentioned like the Lord of the Rings, like that's really a popular book. I imagine that you've also put a Harry Potter books on there. What kind of library do you have? I'm glad you asked. That's a great question. So any kid that ha that is has uh, dyslexia, a reading disability, a vision impairment, anything like that, there's an exception to the copyright clause of, for the Library of Congress that allows these students with a disability to access copyrighted books for free 
as an extension of the Library of Congress, and it's all managed through a, a not-for-profit organization called Bookshare. I don't know if you've ever heard of Bookshare. So we're a partner to Bookshare. So any book that's within Bookshare, which has over 1.2 million books for kids anywhere from first grade up through adult, can access those books directly from Buddy Books. That's why Lord of the Rings, that's why Harry Potter, you name it, Hank the Cowdog, whatever the book is, we, there's a very high chance that we have it in the library. We have decodables in there as well. Oh, that's really cool. What about their textbooks? Is that kind of a book included in a Bookshare process or program? Uh, Bookshare does have textbooks there, but I think a textbook wouldn't be as much fun to read in this buddy mm -hmm. buddy scenario than a fiction book, okay, or a nonfiction book, because yeah, again, it, it'll make the reading easier. But the whole idea of the buddy books is it's very engaging and enjoyable for the kid to give them that positive feedback with that. I know that, you know, textbooks can get just very boring and dry for the kids. I'm wondering, even though it sounds like a boring thing, that it would help kids engage in the narrative context. Like, like I'm thinking those stories in a social studies book that are talking about the pilgrims or something like that. And not necessarily the whole book, but the story part of the lesson might be beneficial. I don't When a teacher or parent uses buddy books, they simply pick the book. They actually get a little um, portal within buddy books to give them access to all the books within Bookshare. They pick, they, they first enter their Bookshare credentials, okay? And to get Bookshare, I'll go into how, what it takes to get Bookshare qualification, but they enter their Bookshare username and password from within Buddy Books. They have access to all the books. So they could pull down uh, a textbook, a nonfiction book, or a fiction book. And the way you get Bookshare qualification is whether it's an IEP or some reading professional will say, yes, this student has, is a struggling reader for the following reasons. You send that piece of paper to Bookshare, they look at it. And then they send you a username and password to get in. Okay. All right. So you have to have some kind of qualification uh, to get access to Bookshare. It's not like somebody who is homeschooling their child who suspects there might be some problem that can get access. They actually have to have a professional give them some kind of certificate that says that they should have access. Well, there are actually three ways they can get access. One way okay. is if they have an IEP, and, and if, a, if a mom is homeschooling her kids, schools are still obligated to do that to give it to give it an analysis. Of that a second way is to go to a local entity, find a local consultant to do that, a reading teacher or a local hospital do that. A third way is we made a um, a partnership with Dr. Brock Eide. Now, Dr. Brock Eide wrote the book The Dyslexic Advantage. And Dr. Idy has an app in the app store that the kid takes about a 45-minute test and it measures all sorts of neuro circuitry of what's going on there, like comparing the name of an object to the picture of the object. How long does it make, take the child to do that? In milliseconds. So it gives the child about 45 minutes worth of tests uh, using this app on either an iPad or an Android or an iPhone. And then he'll give you an analysis of that. And that analysis is sufficient. If, you, if Dr. Idy thinks the child has something that would give them uh, access to Bookshare, to so give them a piece of paper that Bookshare accepts, and they do that. And what we've done is we formed our partnership with Dr. Idy, where for $79.99, $79, you can take this test, 
If Dr. IED finds that the child does not have any sort of symptoms in there, you get your money back. If the child does have something, then you get a full report and access to those million books and bookshare. Oh, that is amazing. Now, I'm thinking, of course, I think about how to do this, uh, utilize this service, and I'm looking at writing. So for the moment, I'm just going to talk to the audience. So occupational therapist, if you have a kid who is struggling with reading and writing and you get access to Bookshare, how I'm thinking that you could utilize this service is for copying purposes or if, I don't know if there is a, a question and answer, that that writing prompt at the bottom, you could utilize some of those other strategies that I talk about in the pocket cast on how to record so that you can copy, dictate, or self-generate new material for the students. Uh, so, Mr. Schultz, what I do with uh, my students with the dysgraphia is I utilize uh, the AI uh, resource called otter.ai, and I will record our conversation. So we might be answering the questions at the bottom section of some kind of reading document so that I can help get an idea of their reading comprehension. And then depending on what I want to do with that student from a writing perspective, I will take a look at the transcript and take out like one or two sentences out of our conversation and have them transcribe those. I might even have to go as far as writing the copy on the paper if they're doing a direct copy or if they can utilize their iPad or the phone or the desktop so that they can see it and then they can copy it from there. Or if I am doing a dictation, I don't let them see the transcription, but I let them hear it and mm -hmm. I have them transcribe the sentence. And if they have to self-generate a brand new sentence, we go back, we listen to it. Now, try to create a new sentence from what we've just done. So there's just an idea for you for the future is that three levels of of writing to respond to a, a writing prompt. It can mm -hmm. be copied and you may even look at different kinds of handwriting paper that are out there when you get to that point. And there's another, there's a handwriting resource that I'm going to be interviewing her in a little while that I'd like to refer you to. And everybody that's listening to the audience, you have, I am scheduling her interview soon. So you, you make sure that you listen to the podcast so that you know when Renee Casuto comes on so that she can talk about her handwriting app. You guys would be a great connection for one another to uh, help bridge the writing handwriting gap. I like that. Yeah, I went off on a, on a tangent there, but I thought it was very important for the occupational therapist to know that they can utilize this device as well as the reading teacher. So continue with what you were going to say. You said you had another video you wanted to share. Yeah, check out. So this mom I met at one of the homeschool conferences, she had been using the prop for a while with her son. So I wanted to show it. The video's a little raw because I, they're just little titles between the two, but you'll, you'll get a kick out of it. 
And I have a son, he's dyslexic and he's nine and he's been struggling for his reading and he really just, it's a fight to get him to read aloud and it's a fight to get him to just practice. So when we started using this every day, he'll go and sign up for his 15 minutes and he sits down and he reads his book and he walks away feeling great. He's not discouraged. He's not unhappy. And that's all just a big difference. Right now he's reading an entire series. He's in the third book in The Last Kids on Earth, which I hadn't heard of, but really was excited about it. It's a Netflix TV show. And now he's getting to read the book and he loves it. He did not used to like to read 15 minutes a day, but now he does it. It's he, he used to be, he didn't necessarily feel good about those 15 minutes. Now he feels good about it. And it's amazing because his he comes and looks at the chart when I'm checking his progress. He'll sneak up and look. And if it's not above 80%, he's like, oh, I just have to try harder. 80%'s pretty good. <laughs> he's read six books since okay. May. He was reading Peter Pan, but he decided it was a little too, um, the words were too old tiny, he said. So, and then we got um, Bookshare, and he was able to go in and pick from hundreds of books. I didn't really think, I thought it was just going to be like every other program, like for reading books. You know how sometimes you read along, along with an audiobook? I didn't really know what it did, but I started reading the first book and I actually liked it. Like I look at the individual sentence, I read that, move on to the next and do that back to back. I don't have to constantly worry about reading all the time. Oh, he's adorable. So my son loves the Percy Jackson series and uh, he, he doesn't have a reading issue, but I could see a kid like that little guy that you just shared getting very excited about the Percy Jackson series because I'm sure that's on Bookshare. Mm -hmm. it is, it and, is. And, and some of the other series that that particular author wrote. Yeah, that, this sounds exciting and I can see long-term that it can really uh, become something very powerful to help from reading through writing and even help kids with the narrative portions of lesson planning to help them uh, read through the, the book themselves. Yeah, anytime um, you can share that with the computer. Kids love being with the computer and playing on them and and having it interact with them. And, and as you heard at the beginning, the voice on the reading, even though that's a computer-based voice, sounds even better than Siri or Alexa does. So kids really like to listen, to read with that computer. One other thing I wanted to point out, when you were mentioning in, in recording what the, what the child does in some of the dysgraphia you were doing, is one of the things that Buddy Books will do, as that mom was mentioning, is we show charts to the parent or the teacher exactly where the child's making mistakes and how much they're reading, but we also recording everything they're doing. So if the computer, say, scores the, the child when the, the teacher looking at it as they made certain mistakes, we actually let the, the teacher listen to the recordings of the child exactly how they read it. So instead of doing like a one-minute or five-minute cold read, all that information is always there that, that anyone can refer to. So the child doesn't feel like they're under pressure to do a cold read. You can just go back and listen to what they did two days ago. Oh, that's that. great. That's great. Wow. This has been fantastic learning about uh, Buddy Books. Is there anything else that you'd like to share today? Well, if anyone, what I, uh, what I was going to do is provide um, a coupon code that if any, anyone wants to get it for home use, 
and try it out. We have like a two-week trial, and then it's $99 a year under a trial code that I'll announce here, which is TWG99. And I'll have that available by the time this is posted. TWG99, that's for the writing glitch. Love it. Well, the Writing Glitch podcast releases on the second and Tuesday of each month. So look for us on the second and fourth Tuesday. Please write a review for this podcast. Let Mr. Schultz know how you enjoy uh, Buddy Books. Make sure you subscribe. You can listen to the podcast on our website at thewritingglitch.com or on your favorite podcast provider. If you would like some interview ideas, remember, I am moving all those intervention ideas over to the Writing Glitch Pocket Cast, where I'm going to be sharing interventions a couple times a month and so that you can learn them there. I did share a little bit earlier today um, one of the techniques that I use. So go back if you missed it. Listen to this uh, episode again, because I did share one as well today on uh, some technology that's out there in addition to buddy books. Remember, you were put here for such a time as this. Podcast post-production is managed by Sam C. Productions.